series, and it's called The Greatest Challenge. The greatest challenge that you will face, the greatest challenge I face, and I have to face it every day, and it is to walk close to God. It's not to walk with God, it's to walk close with God. That's the greatest challenge. Uh, I've used this illustration in this series, before you're saved, you and I do not have the capacity to walk with God. To walk with God means to walk close to Him and to uh, live for Him, okay? We're talking about walking for God, we're talking about walking close with Him, living for Him. You and I, before we're saved, don't have the capacity. The Bible says we are cut off from a relationship with God, that we are dead in our sins. And so, but once we come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, uh, uh, we, He wants us to walk with Him, close to Him. Now, it, this may have happened to you. You got saved and you were walking close with Him, but after a period of time you started to drift a little bit over here. Maybe you didn't get to where uh, a lot of people get when they're so far away from God, even as a Christian, that they're walking at a guilty distance, and they're over here like, whoa. But this is where a lot of us are. We're here when God wants us to walk close to Him daily. And the greatest challenge of my life is not walking here. The greatest challenge of my life is walking here. And this is where God wants us to be. This is where you're saying, I need thee every hour. Every hour I need thee. So, Jesus said it this way. He, 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 uh, when He was asked, what is the most important commandment, or what is the greatest thing, Jesus, I should do in my life? Uh, and His answer was this, to walk daily right here. He said it this way. Jesus declared, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Listen, you can't do that here. You can only do that right here. This is the greatest challenge, but it's also the greatest blessing. The greatest blessing you'll ever get is when you walk close with God. And God has called us all um, to do that. Uh, there's some old hymns that, uh, that talk about this. Uh, Jesus, keep me near the cross. You ever heard that? Jesus, keep me near the cross. It's talking about walking daily with God. Nearer my God to thee. You heard that one. Um, just a closer walk with thee. And then uh, draw me nearer. I am thine, O Lord. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Those are songs that talk about how the hymn writer is saying, I know this is where I ought to be. Lord, keep me here. Um, listen to some of the words that we sang earlier to that song, Draw Me Nearer. Just listen to these words. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend, when I kneel in prayer and with thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. Draw me nearer, Lord, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Now here's the deal. If you're saved, you are choosing where you are. You're choosing whether you're here, whether you're here, 
or whether you're here. It is your choice. A.W. Tozer said it this way, every man is as close to God as he wants to be. Woo! Isn't that good? Today, the reason wherever you are is because you've chosen to be there. If you want to, you can get there. But you've got to choose, and here's the deal, you've got to choose every day because we're talking about walking daily close with God. Every morning I get a phone call. It's a phone call from heaven. And, and, and it, it, God is saying to me, okay, are you going to walk with me today? I invite you to walk close with me today. And every morning you get, the, if you're saved, God has given you a phone call every single morning. And you may ignore it. You may not even think about it. But every morning God is on the phone saying, will you walk with me today? Just like he walked with Adam and Eve every day in the cool of the morning. Now, here's what we've covered so far. We've been talking about in this Greatest Challenge uh, series, uh, we talked about, first of all, why don't we walk close to God daily? That was the first Sunday we spent on that. And, you know, we've got podcasts, so you can go back and listen to that if you'd like to. And we gave you reasons why it's just human nature uh, and, and excuses we make for not walking close to God daily. Then the second thing we talked about the second Sunday is why should we walk close to God daily? And we gave you all these benefits of what happens when you begin to walk near to the Lord here every day. And, and then uh, what I want to talk about today and next Sunday is how do we walk close to God daily? Okay, great. I know why I don't do it, Brother Jeff. I know if I do it, I'm going to be, I mean, I'm going to get these blessings. I could have no other way. I mean, I know this is where I need to be. I know this is where I need to be. But how do I move from here to there or here to there? How do I do it? How do I stay here? That's the key question. Now, how do not just do I get here? How do I stay here consistently in my life? How do we walk close to God? I read a quote this week from a leadership, he's a former pastor, he's also a great teacher on leadership, and what he said, I'm like, man, that applies exactly to my sermon. Look at this, as we talk about how do we walk close to God. John Maxwell said this, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Now get that last line. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Can I apply that to this, to this sermon? The secret to walking close to God is in a daily routine you've got to have. And it's got to be daily. And it can't be here or there or yonder. It's got to be daily things that you do in order to stay right here close to God. Okay, let's, so let's talk about those just for a moment. How do we walk with God daily? Well, it first of all starts off with daily dependence. Daily dependence. Look what it says, and if you have your uh, uh, verses out there, um, look what it says in Isaiah 50, verses 10 through 11. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys His servant? If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, that is, if you don't know which way to go, in your life, which you don't, <laughs> trust in the Lord and rely on your God. But here's a warning to those who don't do this. But watch out, you who live in your own light and warm yourselves by your own fires. This is the ward you'll receive from me, 
you will soon fall down in great torment. Now that is a wild verse. Here's what it's saying. Here's the way a lot of Christians live. They know they're saved. I mean, they've crossed, the Bible says, from death into life. They know they're saved. They know they can never go back there. They're they're out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But guess what? Because they're not walking here in the light of God's Word and God's presence, they're walking over here trying to light their own path, trying to figure it out on their own, trying to depend upon life just themselves. They're lighting their own fires. And God said, woe to you if you do that. Woe to you if you try to live without daily dependence on the Lord. Now here's uh, some things that... uh, we need to, uh, uh, that we need, excuse me, why do we need to depend upon the Lord daily? And what are we depending upon Him for? Okay, here's a few. For strength. For strength. Look what the Bible says in First uh, Chronicles 16, 11. Notice how often you have to do it to get it. Seek the Lord in His strength. There it is. How do you get it? Seek His face continually. Don't you think that means at least daily, <laughs> sometimes hourly? S- ser- um, seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face continually. Now, the strength that, that uh, we're talking about there is the strength to live for God. It is the strength to deal with temptation. It is the strength to deal in a spiritual battle. Because if you're walking right here, listen, the devil is an absolute master at knocking you off. Absolute master at knocking you off. There's one uh, person I'm thinking about. You know, it's like every time she gets close to God, Gail and I can attest to this, that we counsel with every time she gets close to God, then something that week happens to knock her back out. And you need daily strength to deal with those kind of things. Now, I don't know about you, but the devil's always fighting me to keep away from here. He's always fighting me. The greatest battle in my life is spending time with God and His Word, spending time in in prayer. I want to run. I want to do. It's hard for me to sit still and take time to focus upon God. But God says, listen, you are going to have to ask for my strength. You cannot walk in your own strengthlessness anymore. I like what uh, this quote says. A part-time Christian can never defeat a full-time devil. Man, he is... (laughs) The devil never takes a vacation. He never takes a lunch break. He never takes a coffee break. The devil doesn't even go to the restroom, I guess we could say. (laughs) I mean, he is always on us. And so you better be careful because he is much more powerful than you. And you can't, listen, you can't walk in victory over here. You've got to be here depending upon God's strength to deal with Him. I like what J.C. Ryle said, the old preacher. He said, the devil must be, keyword, daily resisted. The world must be daily overcome. There's a warfare to be waged and a battle to be fought. And that battle is every day. And you and I cannot face that kind of battle and live here, I mean, and stay here in our own strength. We need to ask God, God, give me strength to face the battles, the temptations, the enemy, and the 
the pull of the flesh and the pull of the world in my life. Can't do it, God. God, you got to do it through me. So why do we need uh, um, um, uh, to depend upon God? We depend upon God for strength. Now here's another thing that we need to depend upon God for is for our needs. Our needs. Look what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 11 when He's teaching us how to pray. Remember the disciples said, Jesus, how do you pray like that? Teach us how to pray the way you pray. And Jesus said, okay. And He gives them an outline. He doesn't give them some mantra to pray. He gives them an outline of how a model, an example of how to pray. And so He goes, Our Father who art in heaven, we know that. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then He goes on to say this. Give us this day, look at it, Matthew 6, 11. Give us this, circle the word in your mind or on your, with a pencil, day, our daily bread. Do you know what that means? The next day you need to go back to him and say, give us this day, our daily bread. And the next day, give us this day, our daily bread. This is something that God wants us to depend upon every single day. Now, when he says, give us this day, our daily bread, he's not talking about necessarily literal, physical bread. He, he's using that to say in, in a generality, go to God with your needs every day. That's what he's saying. God, give me what I need every day. Think about it. What do you need right now? Is it a financial need? Boy, most of us really have to deal with that in the last few years, do we not? Financial needs. It's hard to make ends meet many times. Many times... A bill is coming up and it is not in your budget. You've already spent that money on groceries or something. And so you may have a financial need and the question is, are you bringing it to God? It may be an emotional need. It may be sadness and loneliness in your life. It may be something else. It may be depression or something like that. Are you bringing that up before God? That's a need that you have. Are you bringing it to Him? It may be a spiritual need. Um, Just... I mean, why don't you start, why don't you pray this prayer? Look, we all need to be here, right? Why don't you start praying this prayer? God, I want to do what I'm hearing from your word. God, help me to live that way. That's bringing your need before God. And even, this is something I think that we as Westerners especially, that we don't do, we don't bring our physical needs to God. Now, we pray for the sick, and that's good to pray for the sick. But have you ever prayed for yourself when you're sick? You know, the Bible says that uh, uh, if anyone is sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Uh, that is the mature of the church, and let him pray over them. And so God says we are to pray about sickness. Now, here's what, what we do in our Western world. We have medicines, do we not? Thank God for medicines. Amen? If I get sick, I'm going to go to the doctor, I'm going to take my meds. But a lot of times in places like Vito's, they don't have access to that kind of medicine. And down there in Peru, they don't have access to that kind of medicine and doctors. And you know what they do? They pray. (laughs) They pray. And uh, you know, um, I think, I do not believe it's God's will to heal every, every sickness. I do not believe that. That will not happen until Jesus comes back but I do believe God would do a lot more healing if we asked Him to heal. I really do believe that. I do not believe in faith healers like Benny Hinn and all those kind of crazy nuts. 
I don't believe in those kind of faith healers, but I do believe God heals by faith. And uh, I know people who have been healed, who've had a physical ailment, and God, they prayed and God healed them. I, on my way back from uh, uh, the, the conference uh, from the tropical paradise uh, that I came back from <laughs> recently, um, on the way home I started coughing a little bit. <coughs> uh, and then it got hot in the plane, which makes it ten times worse. And I swear, when we were about to land, I, I told Gail, i got to get up. I'm about to have a panic attack because I started coughing a little bit. And, and it was hot in the airplane and... Uh, <laughs> You know, and I, I thought, oh, man, I hope I'm not getting sick. Well, I preached the next day. We got back on a, 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 a Friday night, Saturday, and then Sunday I preached. And I felt okay, but Sunday night, uh, two Sunday nights ago, man, I started feeling rough. Started feeling rough, coughing, 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 coughing. Clogged up sinus, sore throat. Ugh. I thought I had COVID. I decided I'm going to tough it out, but I finally had to go to the doctor. She checked me out, and she said, you, don't, you didn't test positive for COVID. You didn't test positive for flu or strep. She goes, I think you got some kind of bronchitis. And I used to get bronchitis all the time, all the time. And then uh, probably 15 years ago, I had to go get on a CPAP machine. And uh, I don't know if you know what a CPAP machine is, but basically it's usually for fat people who snore a lot. Okay, that's what a CPAP machine is. So I plugged that thing in at night, and it blows. It looks like a starfish on your face, like that. And it blows air down your throat to keep you from snoring so you can sleep good. And it works good, and a lot of people have to have them. Uh, probably half of our congregation has one, right? Most of us can say, I've got one. But anyway, so once a strange thing happened. Once I got on the CPAP machine, all that air blowing into my... Uh, passages and stuff kept it dry enough to where I didn't get bronchitis anymore. I mean, 15 years I went without bronchitis. And lo and behold, I don't know how it happened, but I got some bronchitis. And I'm like, okay, it usually lasts about, you know, about a week. And then I'm, I'm kind of rising out through it. I could not get over it. Um, I couldn't, it was like I was bouncing on the ceiling. I just couldn't get above it. I'd feel good and wham, wham, just couldn't get above it. So I said, I go, okay, Gail, if I'm not feeling better by tomorrow, I'm going to the doctor and I'm going to get me a steroid shot because sometimes a steroid shot will help you burst through that barrier uh, bear and get well. So I got a steroid shot and, of course, I was on roid rage for about a day. Woo! You know, I was strong, I was pumped, I was going to get some work done, let's get some work done while I'm like, like this. Uh, next day, woke up, uh, still sick. Thursday night, was it Thursday night that I had that episode, or was it Friday night? Friday night, yeah, that's right. I was coughing so bad, I mean, I was almost in a panic. I was coughing, and I went to lay down, just sitting there, just coughed, and just, just awful. Worst case of bronchitis I've ever felt in my life. I mean, I just could not get over it. And, and I thought to myself, I'm about to have to call Gail and tell her to take me to the emergency room. i got to get one of those, you know, the things that blows that cloud stuff in you and pump that joker down my lungs and open up my lungs. Well, I, so, so I'm like, I gotta do, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And Gail said, you need to sleep in a recliner. You need to sleep in a recliner. So I got up and sat in the recliner, and I prayed, God, oh God I'm tired i got to preach Sunday. I need help. God, please, would you just touch me and heal me? 
I'll tell you something. I woke up the next morning and I had taken a turn. I had taken a turn. Can I get a witness, Mary Gail? She saw it, okay? And it reminded me. Now, I went to the doctors, did what I should do. But it reminded me a lot of times how we don't bring needs to God that we need to bring to Him. And so God reminded me to also bring stuff like that to Him. Now I'm praying that God would supernaturally help me to lose about 50 pounds <laughs> before next year's tropical paradise vacation. So anyway, um, so y'all pray, pray for that. But look, uh, look at Matthew 7, verses 7 through 8. Jesus said it this way. I love this translation because it captures the Greek, uh, the original language of the New Testament. Keep on asking. Don't you think that'd be at least daily? Keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, and, and literally that means everyone who keeps on asking receives. Everyone who keeps on seeking finds. And everyone who uh, knocks, the door will be opened. But you got to be here. It's daily routine. I got to depend upon God for strength to deal with the devil. I've got to depend upon God constantly for my needs. That keeps me here. Then here's another thing that um, that uh, I need in my life is I need guidance. I need guidance. Remember that verse I already showed with you about how don't try to light your own fire. Don't try to figure it out yourself. You need God to guide you every step of the way. Uh, look at what Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. It's like he's begging the Roman Christians. And he says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done. What he's saying is just lay yourself... I mentioned this Wednesday night. He pictures you lay yourself like a sacrifice on the altar. Your whole self, body, soul, and spirit. Let them be a living sacrifice, the kind he find acceptable. This is, the, this is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy, copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hey, God says, when you know my will for your life and you get here, you will find it good, you will find it pleasing, and you will find it perfect when you live right here. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord. You know what that word trust there means? Depend. Daily dependence. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. So I need prayer. I need to depend upon God for strength. I need to depend Him for my needs. I need to depend Him for guidance, no matter what the decision is. And then I need to depend upon Him for wisdom. A little bit different than guidance. Wisdom doesn't just relate to decision-making. Wisdom is... is uh, Here's what wisdom means. Wisdom means the ability to take the knowledge of the Scriptures and to put them into action and to live skillfully with anything that comes my way. Let me see if I can say that again. That was a mouthful. Wisdom means this. God gives me the ability to hear things like this sermon 
When I read my quiet time alone with the Lord, He gives me the ability to understand how to apply this to my life so that I may live successfully no matter what comes my way. That's what wisdom is. And we need that. Look at what uh, uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 2 verse 4. Search for them. And he, the context is the uh, Solomon is talking about wisdom, discernment, and understanding as a cluster. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Children, mine, I didn't know that. There's a mine in Arkansas that's a diamond mine. And you can go there and you can dig and people have found diamonds there. And, you know, a lot of people go there. My cousin was traveling from Colorado. He's the first one that alerted me to that. He was moving from Colorado back to, it, back to Atlanta. And he said, yeah, I stopped over that diamond mine. What are you talking about? There's this diamond mine in Arkansas where you can stop and you can dig and you can find diamonds, okay? And so people have, you know, people have torn that place upside and down trying to look for diamonds, okay? And God says, listen, if you want to live here, you've got to be mining for God's wisdom every day. Every day. Look what James says in verse 1-5. If any of you need wisdom, <clears throat> you should ask God and it will be given to you. I like this. God is generous and won't you correct you for asking. Look at this. Uh, look at this from Marcy Sproul. It is quite one thing to believe in God. It's quite another to believe God, to trust Him. Look at what Oswald Chambers said. <laughs> I am staggered when I think how foolish I've been in not trusting Him earlier. Isn't that something? All right, so here's the next thing we're going to talk about. Not only daily, how do we walk with God daily? It takes this, daily, habitual, Dependence, then daily obedience. Just do it. Remember Nike? Just do it. Whatever God says to do, do it. Remember when Jesus told uh, uh, the people at the, at the wedding, uh, go over there and get those water pots, fill them up with water. I mean, those empty wine jars, fill them up with water. And they're like scratching their head and Jesus said, whatever Jesus tells you to do, just do it. Okay? You know what we need to do? When Jesus tells us to do something, just do it. And do it right then. And don't try to excuse. Don't try to argue with Him. Obey Him. Look what the Bible says. Here's the promise. Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law, that's the Bible, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Here's the key phrase that I want you to see in this. So that you may be careful to do to obey all, according to all that is written in it. For then, when you not just meditate upon it, but when you obey it, when you're careful to do it, then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Now there's, um, when we're talking about obedience, obviously there is obedience to what God has just clearly told us in His Word. I don't have to, uh, I mean, God wants me to witness, Right? so I need to witness. God wants me to pray, so I need to pray. God wants me to spend time in His Word, so I need to spend time in His Word. I mean, those things are just clearly laid out in Scripture. But there are other things that are not clearly laid out in Scripture. You see, for me to get from Conway, Arkansas up to here, God spoke to me and to Gail, but we had to obey. 
And there are things that God personally is calling you to obedience to. You know one thing I'm praying for? I'm praying that God will call some of our young people in the ministry full time. I'm praying for that. He called me. Called 400 of my friends when I was in seminary. And I'm praying that God will call some of our young people into full-time ministry. But when God speaks, they need to obey. It ain't for everybody. Only God can do it. God has to light the fire. God has to show the burning bush. But when the burning bush speaks, you go. You obey. Uh, God's will for people is not to do the same thing. I mean, obviously, not everybody's meant to be a preacher or a missionary or something like that. My sister, when she was little, felt like she was called to be a school teacher. And she did it for some 35-something years before she retired. But listen, God has a will for your life, and He has a will for you right now, today. And are you seeking His will, and are you doing His will? Daily obedience. Then here's another thing, daily meditation. Daily meditation. Now the Bible talks about meditation, not transcendental meditation where you sit around with your legs crossed and stare at your belly button and go, mmm, you know. (laughs) Uh, The Bible talks about meditating, uh, but it's meditating on God, God's Word. Look what the Bible says in Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow evil men's advice and who do not hang around with sinners scoffing at the things of God. But they delight in doing everything God wants them to do. And and day and night, they are always meditating on His laws and thinking about ways to follow Him more closely. And here's what they're like if you start meditating in God's Word. They are like trees along a riverbank bearing luscious fruit each season without fail. Their leaves shall never, never wither, and all they do shall prosper. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? Pretty good deal. I like what uh, um, J.C. Ryle said about the Bible and reading the Bible, meditating upon the Bible. Here's what he said. There is more Bible buying, Bible selling, Bible printing, and Bible distributing than ever before in our nation. We see Bibles in every bookstore, Bibles of every size, price and style. There are Bibles in almost every house in the land. But all this time, I fear we are in danger of forgetting what... Uh, uh, forgetting that to have the Bible is one thing and to read it quite another. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Everybody I know has a Bible. I can hardly think of a place where I've been that did not have a Bible. But the Bible doesn't do you no good on the shelf. It only does good when it gets in your heart and you read it. And then think about this. You read it and then here's a big word. You ruminate on it. You may not be familiar with that. I know some of you farmers know what it means to ruminate if you have a, a background like that. I'm going to show you, now watch this, watch this. I'm going to show you the power of cow principle. You ready for this? The power of cow principle. This is good. This is good stuff. I'm telling you. Did you know that a cow has four different stomachs? You know what I say around Thanksgiving time? Don't you, don't you go and you eat and some of the best food in the world is at Thanksgiving. And you eat. And, and you're like, I'm full already? And I always say this, I wished I was a cow and I had four, uh, three more stomachs so I could eat like three times more than I'm eating. Because you know, if you eat too much, you're like, ugh. Okay. All right. 
cows don't just have one stomach, they have four stomachs. You know why? God made them to where they eat a little bit and they chew on it and then they chew on some more and it keeps going through all these different stomachs and each of these stomachs are pulling out different types of nutrients. And so the cow would... uh, That is a picture of how we're not just to get the Bible in our mouth, we're to get it down in us and down in us and down in us and chew it, and chew it, and chew it, and get everything we can out of it. That's, that's what it means to meditate on God's Word. And so the Chick-fil-A cows would say to us this morning, eat more Bible. Amen? Eat more Bible. That's what we got to do. One of the reasons we're not walking close to God, we're not eating enough Bible. We're not chewing enough on the Bible. And you know something else I did? I did a little research on this. I did not know this. You know, the Bible says, Know that the Lord is God. He has made us and we are His. And He compares us to this. And we are His people, the sheep of His pasture. You're a sheep. And did you know, I I did not know this, sheep have the same thing. They've got four different stomachs. And... and, uh, And so they get it in one place and it starts to turn like a soupy type thing, but it takes four different stomachs and it just sits there and it goes through and it goes through and it goes through and it goes through. And when it does, think about this verse, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does He does? He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Do you know what? Just about every scholar I studied on what does it mean when he makes us lie down in green pastures, it's talking about the ever-fresh Word of God. That we're to chew... What do sheep feed on? Grass. This is where we're to chew on and chew on and chew on and chew on. And when we do, daily, we'll stay here and we will all be happy sheep. Like that little fella right there, okay? Okay, now... Look what it says in Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Now, here's the last thing. So how do we walk with God daily? Daily dependence. Daily obedience. Daily meditation. But here's the final thing. Daily prayer. Daily time alone with God. Now, I want to give you a great illustration I think that you can identify with about prayer. You ready for this? See that guy? Anybody know who he is? Jelly Roll. Yeah, I knew some of y'all would know who that is. Jelly Roll, okay? Appropriately named if you look at his whole physique, okay? And apparently, I did a little looking up uh, about him uh, this week, but he he sings all kinds of different musics, and recently he won this big award, Country Music Award, which, you know, they have every month. Country music's biggest night. It's every month. They got country music's biggest night. Well, anyway, he had a big night the other night. And one of his songs, it's a hit, is this. I only talk to God when I need a favor. I only talk to God when I ain't got a prayer. So tell me who the expletive am I to expect a Savior when I only talk to God if I need a favor. And then he goes on, God, I need a favor. God, I need a favor. Hey, listen, you know, every now and then you just need to cry out. I mean, I prayed the other night, God, I need a favor. But listen, you don't have a right to ask God for a favor if you're not doing this daily. 
Oh, over here, oh God, I'm in a mess. I messed up my life. God, I need a favor. God rescues you, you come right back here. Or you're right here, God, I need a favor. I gotta need a favor. You draw close to him, gives you the favor, you come right back here. That's not gonna cut it. Daily prayer is what's gonna keep you here. I like what Corey Tim Boone said. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? I like what Dr. Martin Lord-Jones said, the ultimate test of the Christian life is the amount of time we give to prayer. Look at what your Bible says and then we're done. Jeremiah 29, 12 through 14. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when, key word, you search for me with all your heart. That's daily stuff. When you search for me with all your heart, promise, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And so you know what we're going to do next week? And we're going to wrap up the series, Lord willing. We're going to talk about how, how to have a daily time with God. How to do this about walking with God in prayer. Let's bow for a word of prayer. With every head